Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Jones. Bowden. He's got it. England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. Stokes flashes it away through the covers for four. And England have won the match. Hello and welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket. And this is our live preview of the LV Insurance Test Series between England and India. So all change, white balls out of the window, well, at least white balls are not the main focus of attention, uh, as the 100 has been, obviously, for the last 10 days or so. And now the main game in town is Red Bull Cricket, Test Cricket, five tests against India and really should be an absolute humdinger. Of course, the 100 still goes on in the background, but we're going to be previewing that five-test series between England and India. Uh, we've got a live audience with us as well who are going to enter uh, a few questions as we go. Members of the Virtual Cricket Club, which has been running for the last nine months or so, uh, in aid of the Professional Cricketers Trust. Uh, Simon Mann, of course, is here as well and I mean actually Simon you must be gagging for it really because <laughs> having watched a lot of white ball cricket over the last couple of weeks uh, you, you're probably desperate to get back to work I should imagine and do some proper commentary on some proper cricket. Well I'm looking forward to the series there's no, no doubt about that my last the last match I did was the the one day international in Cardiff the, the Sri Lanka match uh, or, or was it? Or did I do a Pakistan game? I don't, I can't remember. It was a while, but yeah, it was the Pakistan game in Cardiff. That was the last one I did. So it was it was a while back actually. And so yeah, I'm really looking forward to this this test series. Lots. I mean, it's very unpredictable, isn't it? it it's really hard to know uh, what we're going to see in the next uh, few weeks with with players uh, pulling out. England not at full strength. India not at full strength as well. And there's, you know, there's so many things to put in in the mix, really. Who are England going to play? What are the pitches going to be like? Uh, can India sort of rouse themselves in England? They haven't been able to do that in the last uh, two tours. England have won uh, comfortably. They've won handsomely, in fact. But we've seen India win 
in Australia this year. We saw India come back against England earlier this year in India on some helpful pitches, the pitches that, that help their spin bowlers. But can England make the most of the conditions, home conditions, as they've done in the last two series against India? And indeed, as they've done, you know, generally speaking, at home for quite a few years now. But I mean, mm. they have dropped some test matches on the way. But they, this feels like quite a big challenge for them in my book. Yeah, no, I agree. And actually, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because normally you lead up to a test series with uh, teams playing some four-day four cricket and some warm-up games sort of against counties or players coming into the test side having played uh, for their counties in, in four-day cricket. And suddenly, no one's really played any four-day cricket at all. The Indians have had one warm-up game, which was a three-day match at Worcester. But that was quite a while ago. That was 10 days ago now, something like that. So both teams coming into the this test series with basically nets and a bit of bit of the hundred as well so it's it's sort of hard to call isn't it really and obviously the covid situation as well as uh, claimed a few sort of victims and we england have lost ben stokes who uh, as we all know is uh, as, uh, having issues with his mental health and, and needs a break so uh, really kind of quite a strange situation england can't replace him or augment him with Chris Wokes because he's injured. So the, the sort of all-rounder situation, which was very hampering England against New Zealand, is still a problem. Yeah, well, yeah. I think Sam Curran plays a crucial role, actually. Uh, he, he did last time against India at the start of his uh, Test match career. And I think a lot of focus are gonna, is going to be on him in the next few weeks. Can he make that next big step remember we saw him in that one day international at the end of the Indian tour earlier this year where he you know, got into the 90s played absolutely brilliantly and nearly took England home in that one day I wonder whether he can then go to the next level with with both his his batting and his bowling so I think he's someone to really look out for in the next few weeks I think he, he's got to play I've been trying to work out who England are going to play. I think perhaps we should start at the, the top of the order. I and mean, there's a lot of focus being on England's top three. Who are they going to be? There's obviously Hamid in the background, who's been in good form. Are they going to stick with Burns, Sibley and Crawley in their top three? I mean, people seem to be thinking that, oh, how can Sibley play? But you've got to remember the first test match of the summer, he, you know, whether you enjoyed it or not, and not many people did, he was instrumental in batting England to a draw on that final day. So sort of batting to instructions largely, 60 not out in that match against New Zealand, and then a couple of failures in the, in the next test match. He averages 30 from 20 test matches, not, not particularly good, but uh, you know there have been many openers, England openers recently who've done worse than that. And the other thing about Sibley is, is that he is part, he has been part of this sort of long-term strategy at the top of the order. Burns and Sibley, that sort of, in theory, solid opening partnership, you know, wear down the new ball bowlers, get through, and then open things up later for the more attractive uh, stroke makers. And sometimes it's worked and sometimes it hasn't. It didn't, hasn't worked very much recently. So are England going to sort of suddenly abandon that right at the start of the series you know, with Australia? You know, they've been sort of having this long-term planning for, for Australia with Sibley. I think in part of that, are they just going to rip it up and bring in Hamid at the start of the series? Mm, I mean, it, it's interesting, isn't it? We've had one of our uh, virtual cricket club members actually seems to have had word that he, he's already heard that Hamid's in already. <laughs> I don't yeah, know I how, saw that, yeah. how absolutely uh, foolproof that is, but... Um, I, for me, I, I think uh, I would like an opening pair of Burns and Hamid. And I'll, I'll tell you why, because I think, um, firstly, Rory Burns is sort of 
He's earned the right, really. He's, he was fairly consistent in that uh, New Zealand series. He's averaged 26 over the last 12 months, which isn't great, but uh, at least he, he's got some scores. Uh, he doesn't have quite as eccentric a, a technique as uh, Sibley does, although, you know, it's, it's slightly odd. But I like the fact that Hamid is more conventional. And I think it, it's not only about um, how well you play against India, but also looking ahead as well to the Ashes and... You want some a player, I think, that can be able to handle pace bowling in both England and Australia in the end and build a kind of good, solid opening pair, as England had, you know, Cook and Strauss and uh, Strauss and Truscothic and so on. Um, and I just like Hamid's conventional style, playing sideways. I think Sibley will get into trouble, especially in Australia, but against any pace bowlers, uh, he, he, because he's so front on and he shuffles right across and his left leg has, does a lot of movement, I just think he will be vulnerable against good pace bowling. Whereas I think Hamid, once he's overcome, which he seems to have, his loss of confidence, I think he's just got a, a better, more orthodox method. And he did make 100 against the Indians in that warm-up game as well. So he's seen all the bowlers at close hand uh, recently and played well. So I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it seems a bit rough on Sibley, who's put a lot of effort in and, and really been committed and glued himself to the crease. But for me, he's not the long-term option. And now would be the time to change. Mm. Well, I mean, that's a that's a compelling argument. But are England prepared to to make that change? That, that's the question because it's been part of their long term planning. And that, I mean, there's some definite logic in what you say, yours. And I actually think, you know, if this were the 1980s or the 1990s or the 1970s, Hamid would definitely play, wouldn't he? Because that that's how England used to do things. They, you know, players would get jettisoned, and uh, you know, someone else would brought in, and then they would fail and they would be out as well. Um, but it's it's not, and and there's a much. I think I think it's really important to stress this to you know to everyone listening is that it's not the way England do things anymore. They mm. they, they plan long term. They they try to invest in players, and you know yeah. it, it's a, it's a really interesting debate about whether uh, Sibley uh, is going to play or should play. I mean, my hunch, and I've I've been saying for a couple of weeks, my hunch is that Sibley will play. Um, but we'll we'll see on Wednesday morning. Well, we might see before then if they if they name the team uh, before then. Uh, I, but there is a yeah, there is a good case for Hamid to play. He looked superb when he played against India when he made his debut. Uh, you know, back in the day, he's had some struggles, mm. but he's been really good this season. He's batted well. He's got runs. He's gone to Nottinghamshire under under Peter Moores as well. And you know, you feel. I mean, this just from from a distance, you feel that. Perhaps Peter Moores is, you know, I mean, again, a show what what a what a good coach he he is that he's able, you know, he has been able to whether it's just him or other players within Nottinghamshire, he has been able to get uh, some of the best out of Hamid. Mm, yeah, um, Sibley, by the way, averaging twenty two the last twelve months, so his average is definitely lower than Burns uh, over the last twelve month period. Whether that will be held against him, we'll see. Uh, Crawley, I think for me, number three. I mean, I know he hasn't covered himself in glory recently but I just think he's a class player and he's still got that double hundred uh, and not that long ago against the Pakistanis so uh, under his belt so for me he's number three well, what about you yeah, well uh, yeah I, I've got I got no uh, particular problem with Crawley at three I think the problem bring this they got they actually have got lot lots of issues and they're not easy to solve uh, I mean Crawley He's, he's batted well at times this summer. I, I think one of the things we look at him and he's, he hits, you know, beautiful cover drive or a beautiful drive down the ground. And then 
you know, a couple of balls later, he just gets cleaned up by a straightish one, a full, full straight one. But he did show his class against Pakistan last summer. Uh, what, what do you do? I mean, it's, it's, it's some pretty tricky uh, decisions mm. to take in the next you know, 24 hours from the England hierarchy. You remember Joe Root after the New Zealand series saying, you know, it's, it's not it's not time to panic. Well, when do captains ever say, actually, no, it is time <laughs> to panic. No one ever says that. But the point is, you know, we stick to our plan. You know, players are going to have troughs and sometimes lots of players have troughs together, which is sort of what happened in that New Zealand series, uh, apart from Burns. So... <sighs> my instinct is they'll they'll stick pretty much to the template of the New Zealand series and it, it's a question of sort of oh, oh play better but they, the other issue of course is they've got is, is is Pope's fitness I mean there's no guarantee that Pope is going to play they did put him up for, for interview the other day and he said I can still feel the uh, the injury in the in the quad uh, you know is it going to be fine to play you just think well if he's still got that doubt you know, coming into the game quite close to the game, is it, is it a bit of a risk to play him? So if he doesn't play, what, what do they do? Do they bring do they bring Besto in? Do they play mm. Hamid for Pope? I mean, that's not a, a like for like either, is it? I mean, they they could put, mm. push they could push Butler up to six, Curran at seven, and that means they have Robinson at eight, which means they can play Leach at nine, Anderson and Broad. So there's that as well. There's that option. So five bowlers, but the batting looks a little bit thin. Mm. Possibly. Uh, mm. I mean, it's it? all these things, of course, uh, that uh, Joe Root and uh, Chris Silver would have to grapple with. Uh, not least is that the whole issue that they now don't have Ben Stokes again. Uh, and uh, I just thought we'd uh, listen to Joe Root on that subject, actually, because he did a press conference today. So I'm just going to play you a little bit uh, of his press conference when he talked about um, the issue of Ben Stokes missing out and, and having to take some time out of the game for his mental health. And here's Joe on that. From my point of view, I just want my friend to be okay. Um, I think anyone that knows Ben always puts other people in front of himself and first. And I think now's an opportunity for him to put himself first, um, to take time to, to look after himself and get himself into a, a good place again. And, and hopefully that can be sooner rather than later. Um, you know, and I, I think cricket has to be a secondary thought a um, long way down the line. Um, and he should take as much time as he needs. He's got my full support on that. I've been assured that it's got the ECB's full support on that and certainly the whole team's support on that. So more than anything, we all just want Ben to, to be okay. There's no, in my opinion, there's no one that compares to Ben Stokes and more cricket. Um, so obviously for, for a long time now, he's been, he's been very much the heartbeat of this team. Um, and with that, does present opportunities for others to step up, up to the plate and to put in big performances. Um, we've seen that in the past, guys have been able to manage that. There have been times when we've been without Ben and the likes of Sam Curran, Chris Wokes have come in. And against in India even, you know, you look at that last series, Chris's performances at Lords, um, Sam's throughout that whole series. And, um, you know, even more recently, uh, that test match at pa against Pakistan at, at Old Trafford, you know, that partnership between Joss and, and Chris was match-defining. So we have found ways to manage to win without, without Ben there. Uh, and this is another opportunity for us to try and do that. Um, you, know, there's, um, you know, hopefully we can start, start with that this week here at Trent Bridge and, and then take it forward from there. Hmm. So it's quite, quite a sombre... Joe Root there actually, because uh, they're they're very close. He and and uh, Ben Stokes and you know, well, he described him as my friend, didn't he? He said yeah. he said well, he, yeah, 
and first and he, thing he, he said he, was my he, friend. I mean, right. you know, I'm concerned about my friend. So you know that was that that sort of you know appeal to the heart really. You know, he's he's my buddy. Uh, he's struggling. Uh, they have had a conversation, uh, you know, about it. And he said, he went on to say, actually, in his press conference that, I, you know, I'm not obviously not going to uh, reveal the details of that conversation. But, sort of, I, you know, I understand the situation and uh, I, I want him to, you know, I want things to get better there. But, mm. you know, so no stokes. I mean, that, that is obviously, you know, but it goes without saying almost this significant blow for England. But they're also, you know, they are, there's, there's no stokes, there's no wokes and there's no archer as well. I mean, those are three... Mm three really big players for England that they're missing mm. uh, in this series. Mm. Uh, I, I see Richard Shelley says uh, Vince for Pope. <laughs> well, <laughs> he would, wouldn't he? Well, he would. He's, He's a, a big Hampshire, Hampshire fan. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Vince has been no, playing well in the 100, hasn't he? Yeah. There's no, there's no Vince in the squad. So that, you know, that, mm. that isn't going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Several people said to me, because um, uh, I'd been with Ben sort of less yeah. than a month ago for two days and uh, we're doing our filming for the documentary. And, Anyway, a few people said to me, well, did you have any inkling of this? And I, I absolutely didn't. Mm. Um, I, it's funny because we chatted about his time off from the broken finger and he said he'd really enjoyed it and uh, he found it therapeutic and refreshing and just being able to not think about cricket for a month, hadn't picked up a bat, hadn't been to the gym, hadn't been on a run or anything really for a month. And he just found it really refreshing and he felt ready almost. This was sort of mid-June, wasn't it? He was thinking, we're well, looking forward to getting back, but not yet, but soon. And he's been back a little while, and then then this happened. So it, it, it must be, it's difficult to, to analyse it accurately. You, you can't really tell what people, what was going through people's head, can you, at no. all? And it, it just, it does show how demanding this environment is. And uh, I suppose, you know, the compounded, but it's the international uh, spe spectacle and focus, plus the COVID situation and compounding everything. Actually, Michael Adson wrote quite a sort of nice piece about it the other day and in which he pointed out, and this is something I always felt afflicted Marcus Truscothic particularly as well. There's no downtime now. If you're an international cricket playing, cricketer playing all three formats, you're just in the spotlight all the time. You can't play in second and third gear for your county and just enjoy the game. Everything is pressure because you're always playing international cricket. And th th there's just no downtime. There's no relaxation. Obviously, you know, you can get away from the game for a couple of days, but there's always some next match to think about and training and, and so on and being isolated. And it, it, it must be incredibly wearing. And the programme ahead is relentless as well. You know, India, World Cup, Ashes, and there's lots to sort out about that in terms of, you know, the Ashes families and players being away from home for a, for a long time. Uh, I mean, it did surprise I mean, when the news came through, I did, I looked at my phone, I thought, wow, that, you know, that really, it really surprised me because actually, as you say, he, he has had quite a lot of downtime uh, recently, but there have been two, you know, pretty, very big things in his life. Uh, one much bigger than the other, of course, the death of his father at the end of last year. And mm. then, and then this really bad finger break. And actually, sometimes if you get an injury like that, it, it, you're in pain the whole time. You're having to play a bit through pain as well. That can, I think, that can, that can drag. Yeah, you down that, as definitely, well. definitely. Oh, do you think also maybe constantly playing for different teams as well? You know, different franchises. I mean, not necessarily Stokes, but lots of these players are playing. You know, Big Bash, and they play the IPL, and they play the Pakistan Super League. Then they come into the England One Day side. Then they come in the Test side. I mean. It must be very hard forming close relationships with players when you're not with them for, for very long. I mean, I know Stokes has only played the IPL and then England, but 
I don't know. I mean, this constant sort of moving around as well and having to relocate and reform your relationships with the team and, and, and new players and so on, it must be really tough, actually. Well, I think it's different things for different players, isn't it? Yeah, it I, is, I, I suppose. I don't think there's any doubt that the the COVID situation and the the restrictions that, that imposes on players has had an effect. I think, you know, that's, you know, I feel that was inevitable. I mean, just having spent last summer, just having spent back-to-back test matches at Old Trafford, where you were allowed to go out of the hope. Uh, I actually stayed, uh, I, I could have gone home actually between test matches, but I didn't want to drive all the way back to London, but just spending two weeks in the same hotel, being allowed out for those three days between games, just for one hour a day, just for a walk, and then going back to the hotel. I mean, even I found that really hard. And, you know, that was just that was just a couple of weeks. And, you know, it's been much more restrictive, uh, for, you know, for, for most of the players. So, mm. it, you know, it does it does weigh on top of you just looking at those four walls of a hotel for, for, for you know, many parts of a, of a day and week after week after week. Anyway, d- different people have different experiences uh, of it. Um, we perhaps should move on, Yoz. Well, I'll, uh, I will just say Bearstow for me, I hope he plays because he's yeah. been absolutely smashing it in the 100 and he looks brimming with confidence. And I know that the 100 isn't, uh, you know, a good preparation for, for a test series, but he's just a damn good cricketer. He's such a good player. And I, I hope he gets a chance because he works so hard at his game and he's so desperate to succeed and be accepted in the test team. And he's he's had a great record in the past, not so much recently, but he went through a great spell didn't he, in, in the middle of his test career sort of thing, a couple of two or three years ago. So I, I hope he gets a go, actually, uh, somewhere, maybe in, in replacement of Stokes. So what about this team then? Burns, Hamid, Crawley, Root, Bairstow, Butler, Curran, Robinson, Leach, Broad, Anderson. And that leaves out Lawrence. It leaves out Wood. Uh, Sibley. It leaves out Wood. Pope. I'm, I'm sort of surmising that, that yeah, Pope won't is be fit. injured. Yeah. Uh, also leaves out Overton and it leaves out uh, Don Bess as well. Yeah. Yeah, I quite, quite like that. I mean, I, I, I think it's a bit unlucky on Wood, but you can't, obviously, you can't have everyone. Curran has got to play. He gives them a, a bit of variety. He also strengthens the batting. Uh, yeah, Leach probably. Uh, depends on the pitch, still, doesn't it? Depends on the pitch. Well, it does, does depend on the pitch. Yeah. I mean, I was just looking up Graham Swan's record at Trent Bridge as the last sort of premier spinner for England, really. Not great. I think he averaged 50 in tests, what uh, wickets uh, at Trent Bridge. So it's not a sort of big spin-friendly ground. It tends to be quite a lush, lush surface. Obviously, if they play five days, that it might start to turn. But actually, the forecast for the weekend isn't great after the first three days of being reasonable. So... They might be able to get away without a spinner, yeah. but they do want a left armour if if they do have a spinner because the Indians have got a lot of right hand batsmen. Yeah, so so actually, if if they go and the pitch looks look very green today, actually, but I mean it can look green two days before a game, they can shave it, etc. But yeah, if it looks like the spinner's not going to play a huge part, then you you might say Lawrence for Leach, an extra mm. an extra batter and, instead of a spinner. Anyway, something like that. But anyway, there are a lot there are lots of things to sort out 
uh, for England, what they what they're going to do with the top three. I, I mean, I, I just go back to I just suspect that Sibley is going to play, but uh, we'll see. People can say Yabu sucks to me on Wednesday morning when uh, Hamid <laughs> walks out to to open with Burns or whatever, or when the the, the team is is named. Um, there's a question from Will Gould about uh, Anderson and Broad. Now I think both will play uh, at, at Trent Bridge. Anderson is his best ground. Uh, Anderson yeah, averages 18. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's got a fantastic record there, and of course it's Stuart home ground so i can't I, i'm sure both of those mm. are going to play but it's yeah. five test matches in whatever it is between now and the middle of september uh how many are they going to play and there's you know it's back to back lords is coming up three days after this one i suppose it depends on the the, the volume of bowling they have over the next uh, few days what, what do england do they've got uh, overton as well uh, they've got leach as a spinning option and they have got wood uh, to come in eventually as well how, how much do Anderson and Broad play in the next uh, few weeks I, I think uh, the, the great thing about Ollie Robinson is particularly is I think he can take the, the weight off their shoulders a bit because he's a similar kind of bowler who can bowl long spells be accurate so maybe Anderson and Broad can be used in shorter bursts and and they can play you know most of the tests it might be that get to Lords play wood where the ball, you know, reverse swings a bit if it's dry and, you know, it's a better place perhaps for pace bowlers there. Uh, I, I think they've got enough uh, armoury to be able to get, keep Broad and um, Anderson fairly fresh for certainly the first three tests with other bowlers to, to share the load. And I, I, I like Robinson and I, I hope he he gets a, a nod and bowls as well as he did at Lords because he looks... He looks as if he could easily take over from Anderson eventually. Um, looks as if he's got good control. He's he just hates batsmen, doesn't he? He's got that sort of miserly kind of approach. He wants batsmen back in the pavilion, and um, he's got that bit of aggression as well. So I, I'm looking forward to it. And I think probably those kind of bowlers might be better against the Indian batsmen than would out and out pace. You know, because they don't like the ball nibbling around as much. And so that, that that sort of attack with a bit of left arm from from Curran as well looks looks right. We should talk about the Indians. Um, they've had their own issues, of course. Uh, Shubman Gill not available, injured, so they've got to find a, another opener. And Mike Agarwal being hit on the head a couple of days ago suffered from some concussion, so. He's ruled out. Uh, so I, my hunch is that they'll pick Kale Rahul to open with Rohit Sharma. Uh, he made 100 in that warm-up game as well. And he's sort of a man with unfinished business, isn't he, in test cricket, really? Made 100 here at the Oval three years ago in that series. Yes, and he, he's a good player. Um, so I can see him uh, being shunted into open. And the... the the other problem they have, the Indian, is is their tail, isn't it? And in fact, uh, Ajinka Rahani did a, test, a press conference as well today, and he was asked about the Indian tail. Have they got any worries? Do they are they determined to play five bowlers, which means three number elevens, as in the fast bowlers coming in nine, ten, eleven? And they said no, don't, not worried about that. They probably will play the five bowlers, the two spinners, and three seamers, and just hope they cobble together enough runs. And he said he said all the the, the, the tail enders have been batting hard in the nets, you know, working on their batting. But, I mean, I, I'd be absolutely gagging to be bowling at those last three, Boomra, Shami, and whoever else, you know, they, none of them can well, bat. Well, so. Sharma is one of them, isn't he? Yeah. Sharma as yeah. well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
in the World Test Championship final, they they played three and two, and actually they were a they were a pace bowler short in that in that match. I thought if they if they played if they'd had four yeah. pace bowlers available, I think they w- would have pushed New Zealand much closer uh, than they did. It was a bit of an arm wrestle for for most of the game, and then New Zealand got away from them uh, most definitely on the on the final day. So I and mean, that's the thing, isn't it? English conditions. We, we have a situation where England might not play a main frontline spinner and. and India might play two, but I mean, they're two excellent cricketers, aren't they? Ravi Jadeja and uh, Ravi Chandra and Ashwin. So that, that, I mean, that's the fascinating thing about the series. It, it's all, you think back earlier in the year when it, you know, India were playing all their spinners at home and England went into a test match. I think at one of them, they went with four and one, didn't they? In, in one of the games, the pink ball test match, they went with four and one. And we might find it something similar happening uh, at Trent Bridge. It seems to me the Indian side is far more straightforward to, to pick. I mean, we, we pretty, I think we roughly know uh, what it's going to be. Uh, with you know Pant at six and Rahane um, and and Kohli and Pajara and and I'm mm. going back I'm going from six to one here with yeah. Uh, yeah, and Rohit Sharma and KL Rahul at the at the top of the order that's what it looks like and two spinners and the, the three pace bowlers. Yeah, I, I I sort of although I go I do make India favourites maybe, but I think they're going to be vulnerable in this first test. Because uh, I don't think Pajara is the player that he was. He's only averaging 28, I think, in the last two or three years. And no, 100 in his last 18 test matches. Yeah, yeah. so he's he's not as good a player as he was, and that puts pressure on Coley. Uh, an, an untried opening pair, although both good players, but Rohit Sharma and Kale Rahul, but you know they haven't batted together too much. Uh, I can see Anderson and Broad you know, nipping one of those out early, putting pressure on Pajara getting Coley in early, and then, you know, that puts pressure on the lower order. Uh, it probably will cobble together enough runs, and then it'll be whether their bowlers can ape what England do. And Shami, we proved actually during that World Cup, uh, that World Test Championship final, that he bowls just a fraction short for English conditions, just a fraction, and he, bowl- he beats the bat rather than getting the edge. Bumrah looked completely off-colour in that uh, test match uh, against the New Zealanders. Um, Ishan Sharma bowled pretty well, but they just didn't quite have the cutting edge that you would have thought they would have. So it might just take them a bit of time to get into the series. I think this is a great opportunity for England to grab the initiative on one of their favourite uh, grounds at Trent Bridge and and stake you know take take the lead in the series. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, my my feeling is this is India's great chance. Yeah, uh, England look vulnerable. Their batting looks vulnerable. There's no Stokes. I mentioned the three big players uh, they're missing, certainly for the first uh, two test matches. I think India's preparation has not been too bad, actually. The players have been here for a long time because they, they didn't go home after the World Test Championship. They stayed here, as I understand it, most of them. And, you know, they've had, they've had some warm-up. They've had some red ball cricket. England have been playing white ball cricket mainly, haven't they? England, some of the England players mm. have been playing white ball cricket. England didn't play well against New Zealand. And, you know, they, the, the players they thought, apart from Curran, the players they thought they were going to have come back, you know, possibly Archer, possibly Stokes, uh, possibly Wokes, they're not back. So they've still, mm. they've still got these problems. I mean, a lot will depend on the weather and the sort of pitches that, that the games are played on. But it's, it seems to me this is a great opportunity uh, for India, and mm-hmm. I, I was asked to do my it, 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 yours it, 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 it predictions. They make you look a fool, actually. Because I was end, end, up doing the, my predictions for BBC Sport website, and I've been really sort of mulling it over. And in the end, I went for England one, India two, with the weather ruining a you know a couple of games uh, because of the time of year we're playing and the weather we've had recently, where it's been uh, very wet. But I mean, I just I just feel this is India's 
big opportunity. Uh, they, they were... They lost 4-1 last time, but they were in just about every test match that they played and they lost the toss quite a lot as well. I think they won one toss. And I think, you know, if they batted first a couple of times, that, you know, would have benefited them enormously. And I, I just, I'm not sure that this current England group is that good and that confident. But we, I remember, do you know, I remember doing a podcast like this three years ago and I said, I think this is India's great chance. And you said, no, no, they're, bat they're batting or struggle. Their batting is not up to it. And, that, and that's what happened. And England won for one. So there's that proviso, really. You, you, you can see an opening for England, I think, definitely in this series, which is that India's batting might not be quite up to it in English conditions. But, you know, we look at what they did in Australia. I just think they're a talented side I think you look at the World Test Championship final, New Zealand were just better prepared. They had those tough, two tough test matches against uh, England. They were able to rotate a bit as well. And I think they were just ready, just a bit a bit more ready for that game. It was it was quite a tight game, you know, that that game. Mm. Yeah, um, it was. It was, but yeah, it, I, India got exposed a bit in the end they and they didn't they, bat well against... No, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't I, bat I well enough and they looked stuck against the ball moving yeah. around. Carl, Carl Jameson bowled superbly, but mm. they didn't look great when the... I mean, even Tim South, he gave them problems in the, the second innings. So, well, I'm going to go... It's difficult, as you say, to call, but I'm going to go two-two actually. Two-two. Okay. I'm so going to go two-two. Yeah, I think that not impossible. It's just not impossible. about even. And you know, one team might take the lead, but then I can see the other team striking back. And I think they're quite well matched, actually, as teams. There's certain bits of uncertainty on both sides. I think India, the lower order, is very vulnerable. Yeah. And if if they, that puts pressure on the top order, someone like Pant might struggle on on these pitches if they do a little bit with the Duke's ball. So I, I just think it's it's so tight to call and fascinating. And um, well, I mean, LV Insurance must be absolutely delighted because it's such a tantalising series and all in the space of about five or six weeks. Great one to sponsor, I reckon. Yeah. Uh, what we should do is perhaps get some of our members to, to put their predictions in the chat box. We'll, we'll read some of them out. But there's a question here from Paul Morley, which is a good question. Do we know how long Wokes is expected to be out for? Well, the first two test matches definitely he's out, he's out of the squad for the first two test matches uh, after that i mean how much cricket is he going to be able to play to, to get himself ready uh, to play in a test match that that's you know got to be one of the issues i mean he, he, in terms of playing time for money earned this year in his england contract it's been remarkable i mean all sorts of of different reasons because he hasn't you know he, he was you know he was rested and uh, then he didn't play in the winter very much. I mean, it's been a really bizarre year for him. So, you, you know, he, also, also Lords is such a good place for him. He was man the match there last time. He played uh, superbly. Keith uh, makes a good point. He said, would it be fair to say the ECB had been fairly forward thinking earlier in the year when they spoke about rotation being part of player management moving forward, at least until touring becomes more manageable due to COVID restrictions? Well, I mean, so it's a good point. Is that they did get a lot of criticism, you know, for not... Not, not having the right team at the right time and taking players in and out but then you see something you know like the Stokes situation and you and you wonder you could sort of understand why they did what they did I, I, I thought I could sort of understand it at the time but there was a lot of you know there was a lot of um, criticism of it Richard Shelley goes 2-1 to England mm. uh, Derek Carlos I'm with Yozza 2-2 Paul Morley agree with Derek and Yozza 2-2 Robin Learmont 2-1 England 
Timothy you should Percival's. have accused me of sitting on the fence, which is <laughs> what I normally do to you. Yeah. Timothy Percival, uh, England 2-1. Noughts, it's gone India 3-1. I was toying with 3-1, okay. actually. Uh, I changed my prediction uh, earlier today from 3-1 to 2-1. And he noughts backs that up by saying England's terrible slip catching will be a factor, yeah. which, of course, doesn't have Stokes. Yeah. in it as well, well um yeah, yeah. although although you know ben stokes is a is a taker of good catches but he does actually drop quite a lot as we saw in that <laughs> 100 match um not so long ago and of course i still remember him sentencing us to watching uh, 11 hours and seven minutes of bj watling at mount monganui when he dropped him on 31 he went on to make a, a 11 hour double 100 rob whitehouse 3-2 to england last test thriller becky goes 2-1 england mark india uh, 2-1 um so India have come out of it probably better overall. Well, well no, mean, no, 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 India, India, uh, England to do India to, to win largely, I think, with a, mm, with a few yeah. tours. Not, not many people going for India. For England, no, no, that's not, right. Not many people going for India. Well, lots of people going for India. No, no, no not many people going for India, yours. Oh, okay. But ma mainly people going for a, a sort of tight England win, 2-1, something like that, or, you know, or a bit of a few 2-2s. Two and that's why I mean that's why I think it's such a tantalizing prospect as a series because you know, there are lots of unknowns uh, there are lots of you know, permutations the other thing as well but you know with COVID around you don't know who's necessarily going to play you might you might have you know people getting COVID and not being able to play big players at big moments so there's that aspect as well it might rain mm. for five weeks <laughs> god at the moment it's well it has been like raining it, it has been raining yeah. for two two weeks it feels mm. like uh, so by the way just to finish finish off also you did ask me last week uh, when I said I was heading off to the North York Moors to play oh, cricket yeah. and you said I bet you there's some local Yorkshiremen absolutely getting ready to smack you into the into the cow pats well of course it happened and I was hit at a club called Westerdale for the biggest six I think I've ever been hit for by a guy who normally bats at number 11 and he came in at number one and scored 70 and he hit a six off me. I was bowling into the wind, admittedly, and he was hitting with it. But it went two, sort of two fields away, and it took about 20 minutes to find the ball. And it yeah. did have Essence of Cow on it as well. <laughs> so, you know, it, I, I did really live the experience that you were hoping that I lived. That no, I, I was I wasn't hoping for it, Yoz. I was just expecting it. No, I remember there was a game, 1988, you were hit three fields away. It went into some <laughs> tube station. Ha, ha, ha. I remember, so I, remember I remember picking it up and thought, oh, yeah, that's one that that's one that Yoz has just bowled <laughs> as I was coming up the step. That's the best way of getting a ball scuffed and reverse swinging, well, you know, is to get it hit onto the road. I suppose so, yeah. But no roads in, in North Yorkshire, just fields, mm -hmm. and cows can sort of bring the ball back almost. Anyway, it was it was gr great fun and a, a little kind of aperitif for this test series, <laughs> something completely different. And I'm really looking forward to it, actually. And uh, thank you to LV Insurance for not only sponsoring the series, but also this podcast. And we're going to be doing a daily podcast uh, after each day's play and a video as well. So hope you can join us for that. And really, I mean, it's just can't wait till the start, eh? Absolutely. Final uh, word from Thomas Johnston. He says, I don't think any match will last more than three and a half days without rain. And if anyone gets 300 in an innings, that will be the winning side in that game. 2-1 India. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast. We'll speak to you soon.
Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.